Draymond Green scored his 21st point of the night on a Dirk Nowitzki-like one-legged fadeaway, and I've never said that out loud before. No one on the planet's ever said that out loud before. Draymond scoring a huge fadeaway Dirk-like bucket in a playoff game. So let's just start with something we've never said before. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus. Welcome to all the Plusers. It's good to see you in here. So many get in early. We really appreciate that. Have a little chit-chat before we get going on the chats. So many of you were there last night for the AMP show that I did. Rockin' New Year's Eve. I saw you try to get in there. We'll, we'll work on it as the playoffs go along. I can promise you that. Uh, what a game for the Golden State Warriors. I told you. Nine keys to victory, and basically all nine kind of happened. All nine kind of happened last night. Maybe one didn't. We'll get to the one that I might have missed, but an extraordinary game for the Warriors because I told you the winner of Game 5 goes on to win this series. Warriors won Game 5. Game 6 is going to be Friday at Chase Center, and the Warriors have a chance to extinguish the beam once and for all this year. And, uh, man... What a game last night. The winner of Game 5, when a series is tied 2-2, usually goes on to win that series. So the Warriors, they got a little history going for them now. They got to feel really good about that one. There's no doubt. Uh, We'll get the official NBA scroll up and going, baby, because we are at it. We got a Game 6 Friday at Chase Center. Tip-off is going to be at 5 o'clock. Get out of work early if you got tickets. Get there early. It is going to be a massive opportunity for the Warriors to close this one out because as good as they were on the road last night, I don't think they want to be testing their road acumen in a Game 7 up in Sacramento. But boy, they play like last night. Maybe they could do that if they needed to. Uh, we talked about how Curry and Clay had to be their usual selves. They were their usual selves. So checkpoint one, check. We talked about how Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney needed above-usual production. Andrew Wiggins, huge buckets all night long. Uh, Just getting back into the game or keeping a comfortable lead, not that the lead was ever that comfortable, but keeping in front by more than two possessions, it looked like Andrew Wiggins hit that bucket most of the night. And I'll tell you, Kevon Looney is just a rebounding machine. He, dude, Kavan goes from back of the statue to maybe front line of the entire team statue. He has been amazing in this series. Uh, we had that last night. Point number two, check. Point number three was Draymond needed to be locked in and focused on both ends. And my friends, you've been watching Warriors basketball as long as I have. And that is what the... One of the two, three, four best games Draymond's ever had in this entire dynastic run for the Golden State Warriors. He comes off the bench and plays great basketball basically all night long for Golden State. So point number three, check. I'm officially three for three. This is where I prove once again that I might know more about this team than eh, just about anybody else uh, when it comes to predicting what they need to win on any given night. Uh, I told you that turnovers were going to be the death of the Golden State Warriors. The magic number I set, and you can check the tape, I set it at 15. I said for the Warriors to win this game, they need to be under 15 turnovers, 14 turnovers for the Golden State Warriors last night. Check four for four. Uh, 
five. I said the Warriors needed one of the following three guys to really, really show up tonight. Dante DiVincenzo, Moses Moody, or Gary Payton. DiVincenzo had the worst plus-minus for the Warriors, but he wasn't bad when he was out there. He really wasn't. He was out there covering for Curry's rest, which we all know is always an adventure. Uh, Gary Payton II did the same thing, and he had the good game off the bench. 8.6 rebounds, neither a gaudy total, but it felt like every point was scored in a crucial moment. Every rebound either kept an offensive possession alive or secured the defensive rebound to extinguish a possession which might have bitten the Warriors had he not pulled down that rebound. So it wasn't a lot of minutes. It wasn't big production from Gary Payton, but timely production. So I'm officially 5 for 5 here. Number 6, I told you that anything up in Sacramento from Jonathan Kaminga would just be gravy. I don't know why this light keeps on blinking behind me. It's kind of got a mind of its own. Let me let me just calm this bad boy down. Hold on. Relax, Plus Light. Relax. Calm down. Freaking calm down, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> um, I told you that anything from Jonathan Kaminga would be gravy. He might not even play, and this light's got a mind of its own. It's not. It, tell this light it's not Club Plus time. We might have to just say, relax. This is what happened. I think this is, I, I don't, I, this thing's got a mind of its own. Anyway, uh, anything from Kaminga would be gravy. Gravy, he didn't even get into the game. That was a coach DNP. So obviously, the full faith and confidence of Jonathan Kaminga uh, was fully expressed by him not playing in such a pivotal game by Steve Kerr, who shortened his bench to basically eight guys, with Draymond being one of those guys coming off the bench. So uh, I, I, I believe at this point I am six for six. Number seven. I said, you got to keep De'Aaron Fox under 30 points in his just-the-tip game. He came out, looked really good, and then had a terrible fourth quarter where he didn't score a point. Got to keep him under 30. He had 24 points. 24 points. So your boy at this point is 7 for 7. This is the one thing where I might have gotten it wrong. Number 8, I said, you got to keep Malik Monk in check. You cannot let him go off, have a good game. Malik had... 21 off the bench. Monk was good, and he might have had more had he not like tweaked his his knee a little bit, got caught up under him to start the fourth quarter. Uh, he kept on playing, but it, it felt like that that affected maybe his movement a little bit, how he felt about everything a little bit. So um, maybe I got that one wrong. So out of my nine keys to victory, I'm seven out of eight. My ninth key to victory was simple, just saying that winning DNA had to drip off the Golden State Warriors, and it did. It did. It had been non-existent, essentially, on the road all year long. It was existent. Freaking light again. I think I just need to turn it off so I stop getting distracted. Sorry. Relax. You're suspended. Maybe we'll get back to the light for plus, but that comes a little bit later. Uh, every single drop of winning DNA that the Golden State Warriors had was on display last night. The big three, the big four. I mean, I I think we got the big five now because Wiggins has joined the the party officially, and and Kevon Looney's in the in, in the club. You know, Ray used to say he's on scholarship now. He's on full scholarship. That guy's a made man, and uh, you can just see Steve Kerr beaming, beaming. We talked about the players that maybe weren't developed, haven't turned out quite like anyone expected. Well, Kevon Looney 
is the yin to that yang because he is doing everything this team needs from him in big moments in the playoffs, and he's been doing that for years now. So uh, a really, really good game out of him. The Warriors last night got it done. I just want to look at this fourth quarter. Just this fourth quarter, because that was a hell of a fourth quarter. The Warriors are up nine. It's their biggest lead of the game starting the fourth quarter. That's when Monk gets his knee kind of caught up underneath his own body. He hurt himself. He walked to the bench. Looked like it might have been really bad. I'm glad it wasn't. We don't want to see anyone else injured in this series. That's for sure. Uh, Looney had a block on a De'Aaron Fox floater. That's the first time that shot of his, and that's a weapon for him. I mean, I'm not saying it's the skyhook and unstoppable because Looney did stop it, but that... That floater's been floating right into the nylon for De'Aaron Fox this entire season. Uh, Looney had his one block on that shot. And again, Fox did not score in the fourth quarter. GP2 comes with an offensive rebound that he turns into a layup. Get That gives the Warriors their first double-digit lead of the night. And again, this is where some fresh legs really helped the Warriors because Ragu and GP2, they had fresh legs, lots of hop, lots of bounce in their game, and they made some big plays mid-fourth quarter for the Warriors when they needed it. Uh, A kudos to Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers, who was the lead official last night, had De'Aaron Fox teched up early in the game and There was a tie-up between Fox and Draymond Green in that fourth quarter where a younger, less experienced referee might have started handing out double techs again, and Fox would have been ejected from that game. Tony Brothers did a great job of talking to Fox, talking to Draymond, talking to anyone who was losing their cool late. I love an NBA official who is there to diffuse problems, not enthuse or, or or exacerbate, I guess is the word, uh, problems. Looking for a reason to keep players in the game is what I want in playoff games from these officials. Tony Brothers did a very good job last night. You got Steph Curry hitting a floater. That was good. A king's bucket, a nearly uh, get, get a steal. Curry gets it back. He finds Wiggins, who drives to the rim for a Euro step. That was a big layup from Wiggins in the fourth. Game gets a little sloppy then. Game gets sloppy. I think we even had uh, um, a moment in the game in the third quarter where Stan Van Gundy, or it was it Stan? Yeah, Stan Van Gundy, uh, called it a little bit of a turnover fest. This is where, again, I, I started the show saying Draymond scores his twenty-first point on a fadeaway jumper that looked like a Dirk jumper. Never said that before out loud. Then he gets a stale on Davion Mitchell. Warriors are by three. Clay hits maybe the shot of the game. That deep corner fadeaway. You thought it was a three, but his toe was on the line, so it was two. That put the Warriors up five. Fox with the turnover. So you got the five-point lead for the Warriors. Three minutes to play. They got to close it out, and you know what? They do it. That five-point lead goes down to three with a Sabonis dunk. Then Looney gets called for an offensive foul. The ball shouldn't have been in his hands where he was on the court. He was at the top of the key. Uh, Clay sort of put him in a in a bad situation by passing back to him. I would have almost seen uh, Clay unleash a 35-footer because he was hitting 30-footers last night. But Clay, instead of taking a bad shot, tries to get it to Looney. Looney gets called for an offensive foul. Kerr, he reviewed that call. 
The call was upheld. So unsuccessful on the review, but it's a timeout, so he gets everyone a blow, which is needed because guys are given at the office here late in the fourth quarter. Wiggins, maybe the biggest bucket of the night. He knocks down a fadeaway three, so that five-point lead is now intact. 30 seconds left, and that's when Steph Curry... Not since a Clipper series years ago where he put Chris Paul in a blender and spun him around with a little, you know, dribble clinic. Curry dribbled through the entirety of, well, the Kings perimeter defense. He basically dribbles around their low post defense like their folding chairs in basketball practice. Keeps on dribbling, keeps on dribbling, keeps on dribbling, curls around, layup, and one. Ah. Steph Curry, first name Stephen, last name Curry, came into our life, everything was less blurry. See, I missed my soundboard. But man, that was just incredible. Incredible last night. He puts on that clinic. It's 122-114. Curry's fired up. The Warriors are up eight, and basically at that point, it is Good night, Sacramento. The only beam you're going to be seeing is in the bar when you go for that bottle of whiskey. Should be blackened by Metallica, though. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, But I'll tell you, the way the Warriors closed that out, that was fantastic. Curry had 10 in the fourth quarter. Fox had zero in the fourth quarter. That's a recipe to winning. And a team that won 11 road games all year long wins their biggest road game of the year. I really, I would have said this if the Kings had won last night. The winner of last night's game wins this series. I think the Warriors now, I think the entire NBA world is expecting the Warriors to come back and win this thing on their home court Friday night. Hopefully they do. As good as that game was, I don't want to test the Warriors' medal once again in a Game 7 up in Sacramento. Close this bad boy out Friday night in 6. That is my official recommendation. And right now, the Golden State Warriors, according to Bet Online, have the third best odds to win the NBA championship. That is how much juice they feels like they've got now back underneath their legs. Uh, down 0-2 in the series to winning three in a row. I said Warriors in 6 before the series even started. We ain't coming off that now because they win Friday night. That's exactly what they've done. They've won this series in six if they win on Friday night, defending their home court where quite often this year they've looked like a very, very good team. So hopefully that very good team is on full display Friday night. It should be raucous in there. It should be an awful lot of fun. Just looking at how the NBA played out last night, the Memphis Grizzlies get a little credit for defending their home court. They overwhelmed a fully out-of-gas LeBron James, a very good game out of Anthony Davis. But LeBron was out of gas. The Lakers ran out of gas. The younger, more athletic Memphis Grizzlies took advantage of the gas that they had still in their tank, and they go on to beat the Lakers, setting up a game six in that series at... You actually changed it to Crypto.com Arena? Ah, okay, fine. Makes Staples sound charming at this point. But uh, that is a game six, two game sixes, both in the state of California on Friday night. Uh, last night, Jimmy Buckets, dude, he continues to battle for a Devin Booker straight up for first-round MVP status. Jimmy Butler made a shot in Milwaukee last night to send that game to overtime that if Jimmy does go to the Hall of Fame one day, I think they start the highlight package with that shot. 
It was a full-on throw-it-up towards the rim. You got two seconds less than that to get this shot off, Jimmy. And he catches it while he's falling down, hits a bank shot to win, or not win the game, but send the game to overtime where the Miami Heat go on to win, eliminating the Milwaukee Bucks, the one seed. And look, I love Giannis. I saw the highlight of him talking about how sports is a journey. Uh, You can't just focus on the destination. The season wasn't a failure. I love you, Giannis. Your season was a fucking failure. Sports are about winning, especially when you're the one seed against an eight who got in during a play-in. The Miami Heat become the first team to advance past the first round as a play-in participant. The Lakers are going to try to do that uh, coming up on Friday night if they can get past the Memphis Grizzlies. But the Heat and the Knicks, they ended their first-round series last night. The Warriors, again, they're going to try to extinguish the beam once and for all Friday at Chase Center. It was a hell of a game. Real quick, let's go and see what's going on in the chat. I know that there were a lot of people in early. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, If you tuned in to that AMP show like East Bay Ricardo did, he knows it was hot fire. Your boy gives pregame, postgame better than anybody else. Plus, his, I mean, the, the taste in music. It's just off the charts. I put together a playlist last night that has never been assembled in the history of the world. There is, I can guarantee you that the songs that I put together in the sequence in which I put them together have never been played in that order in the history of the planet. A one-time happening in the billions of seconds of existence. The playlist that I put on AMP last night is the first and only of its kind. Maybe at the end of today's show in Club Plus, I'll take you through it step by step because it was hot fire emojis. Hot fire emojis. Uh, Damon, thank you very much for the wrap up. Been waiting for this uh, overnight for this moment. Look, this is what we do. This is what we do. I used to do it on the Warriors flagship, but they decided can't afford that guy's brilliance. So here we are now doing it for you. And it's good to be here for you. Absolutely it is. Uh, I'll tell you. This is a, a, a just, I love, I love the playoffs in the NBA. I love them. And this was fantastic. Dylan, thank you so very, very much. Love being able to listen to you during my work hours, not just in the car. Of course, everything we do here on the Damon Bruce show is put up in podcast form for you to enjoy. So you've got that going for you on your drive home. If you can't make it here live, that's the beauty of this new medium. I put the show out there. You use it when it's most convenient for you. That's the way it should go. That's the way it should go. Uh, East Bay Ricardo says, can't wait for that show tomorrow. Here's the thing. I'm at a concert tomorrow night. I'm taping the game. Can't make it to Chase Center tomorrow night for game six. I got to take care of the wife who's been taking care of me. Jillian has been unbelievable here. We want to go to a show. We're going to a show. And look, to be totally honest with you, as big as a game six possible closeout moment feels against the Kings, if the Lakers win the next round, it's small potatoes. Warriors, Lakers, that that series is probably getting a better rating than the NBA Finals. That's how big that would be. And just think for a minute here what, what Steph Curry and company are going to have to climb over if they're really going to reach the NBA Finals. It would be Steph beating a near mirror image of his younger warrior team crafted in the image of Mike Brown, who knows how the Warriors play better than anybody. So he will have beaten 
his mirror image if they get past the Kings. Then, next round, it's either going to be LeBron and the Lakers, LeBron versus Warriors, you know, 7.0 or however many times they faced each other in the, in the playoffs. It would be, no, it would technically be for the fifth time. Yeah, the fifth time. Uh, that would be incredible. Um, not counting a play-in loss to the Lakers a couple years ago. Um, it would just be incredible if that's the way it went down. Or it's still the upstart became an actual rival Memphis Grizzlies. Should the Grizzlies get past that series, then you're going to have to take out a man who nearly won a third MVP in Jokic. Or it's going to be Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in the Phoenix Suns. That's what Curry has to step over and company on the way to an NBA Finals if they actually get there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We are set up for drama and storylines no matter how it plays out. Just fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Uh, this is correct. New uh, Rockin' New Era 84 with the Kings going 8 of 12 from 3. The fact that the Warriors were only down 3 after that first quarter meant that they won the first quarter. Even though they didn't, they kind of did. They certainly spiritually did. Because there is no way a team should hit a franchise playoff record threes against you and you're still right in the conversation. The Kings not being up 10, 12, 15 points at the end of one is probably where they lost this game, even though we're looking at the drama that came late. Really, what they didn't accomplish early goes on to send them to the loss column, maybe more than anything else. And um, after going bonkers from downtown, they don't hit a three in the second quarter. It wasn't until Herter hit a three early in the third that the Kings hit another three after being on fire from downtown early. They get very quiet. The market adjustment, if you will, came in the second quarter. And man, just a fantastic, fantastic game for the Warriors last night. Uh, True Blue Forever said, I thought that the refs were going to side with the Kings all night. I'm not saying that any fix was in, but I don't think the Warriors shot a free throw and the Kings were living at the free throw line in the fourth quarter. Um, I got no problem with the officiating last night. I just, I don't. And I don't think you should either. Again, I already told you that Tony Brothers did a nice job calming down what could have been, you know, overly sensitive, aggressive uh, situations. Uh, very good. Carson Turner has a plight the beam here on the chat. Uh, really, really good stuff coming through. We will get into Club Plus uh, a little bit here uh, because uh, you're, you're. Look at me. I'm wearing a collared shirt today. I'm going to uh, a brunch, a business, not lunch, business brunch. And as we told you years ago, um, we used to use the hashtag brunch penis. Brunch penis is usually the happiest penis on the planet because, number one, it's eating bacon and eggs and pancakes and stuff. And usually if you're going out to brunch with someone, maybe you had a really good night the night before. Hashtag brunch penis. This is a business meeting, though. Penis will not be involved. Um, so uh, really looking forward to it, though. I love brunch. You had to have been a longtime listener for any of that to have made sense. But some of you, maybe you know. Uh, let me scroll all the way down, see if anything's happening here. No, no one is acknowledging uh, Brunch Peen, which is probably good for the business. Oh, we got to acknowledge the jingle jangle coming in from Peter, the son of a Bruce, putting a 10 spot in there. Ooh, thank you very much. Smiley Dan says, Damon, you're going to go to Goose Friday? That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Smiley Dan, if you're going to be there, make sure you find me and Jillian, Mr. and Mrs. Pluse, got a night out on the town. And again, 
what's the big deal if we got uh, a, a game six lose uh, loss loose plus uh, game six could you know that turns game seven into the game of all games in this series so uh hopefully they just get it done uh kathy kathy knows what's up she says i pick mrs plus over bruce any day thank you very much that is the right choice um she's the brains behind the operation no doubt about it no doubt about it here we go brunch dongs (laughs) rodfather 78 Thank you very, very much. A couple of other things to let you know about here because, look, we're not going to spend too much time on baseball. It's too early in the season, especially with the way the Giants were playing, but the way the Giants are playing right now is a different thing. Giants are actually playing decent baseball all of a sudden. They've won five in a row. They're looking for a four-game series sweep at the Cardinals this afternoon. Uh, We got afternoon day baseball on both sides of the Bay Bridge gonna be a shame we don't get to say that anymore fuck you john fisher as always um but last night san francisco survived its usual beating from paul goldschmidt (laughs) yeah how how the giants never traded for paul goldschmidt is beyond me because that guy feasts when he is at 24 willie mays plaza he hit two more home runs last night his 15 career home runs in the giants park are the most by any opponent all time So Paul Goldschmidt feasts when he's in San Francisco, but Camilo Duvall got him to a ground into a game-ending double play last night. The Giants have won five in a row. They're healthy. They're playing better baseball. Huzzah! They're going to Mexico this weekend. They're going to Mexico. They're taking on the Padres in Mexico. A little international flair. Should be some fun viewing of uh, uh, this weekend. Uh rarely are the a's fun to view we all know that uh they lose again yesterday but this afternoon there is a reason to put your eyes on an a's game nothing to do with them really shohei otani is pitching this afternoon shohei otani might be the american league Cy young award winner right now he has just been unhittable up on the mound and uh oakland returns home for a six-game homestand that basically no one will love uh, they got the Reds and the Mariners. That Red series could could maybe draw a thousand fans in in one game. Again, w- what we're going for is zero fans going to an A's game. That is the protest I want to see. Zero fans, actual major league attendance of zero. Everyone should turn their back now on that franchise as much as it hurts. That's what you got to do because that franchise, if it had a choice to either set your family up and take care of it or murder all of you, John Fisher would have you all murdered. That's how much he hates you. The other big thing that we got today here as we uh, get ready to enter into Club Plus is the fact that we have, boys and girls, we have a little something we all like to call the NFL Draft starting this afternoon. Good times. Good times. If you're a big fan of the NFL all the way around, you're going to have a great time. If you're only interested in what the 49ers are going to do, you're not going to have to tune in until tomorrow. If you're a Raiders fan, this is an interesting draft for you because what might fall and what you might do at seven is fascinating. This is about as wide open and unpredictable top of a draft, making analysis of the back of the draft essentially uh, just, just ridiculous. I mean, if you can't tell me who the fourth pick is going to be, how are you going to tell me who the 197th selection will be? I mean, just calm down, everyone. But the draft starts at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Uh, Carolina 
expected to take Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama, number one overall. Uh, the Texans, this is where a thing, pick number two, start to get interesting because they could go quarterback, or does D'Amico's defensive DNA lead him to take edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, or the Texans could jump on a quarterback, or they could come on round for a quarterback that might fall to them because they also have the 12th pick in the first round. You got the Cardinals who will jump on Anderson Jr. if he's there at number three. You would expect the Colts. The Colts could be looking at uh, quarterback Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, unless something you know happens quarterback wise at, at for Texas. Um, do they go with the safer pick, Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman out of Georgia? Even though he had some baggage attached to him after the the uh, year ended, uh, Seattle obviously won't be looking quarterback. But what they do at five is going to affect you know how they play against the 49ers twice a year. Detroit, what are they going to do? What are the Lions going to do at six? Do they want to uh, get underneath you know Jared Goff's feathers? Do they ruffle his feathers by selecting a quarterback? Are they looking D? Are they looking edge? Are they looking corner? And that brings us to the Las Vegas Raiders sitting there at seven who could have a quarterback they weren't expecting falling to them. They could have C.J. Stroud fall to them, who is the quarterback from Ohio State. They should be looking defense in like nine different positions as well so going best available defensively at that point makes an awful lot of sense for the Raiders like I said it is a wide open and unpredictable first 10 picks so it is going to be nuts once you get past those and see who is there it is going to be a three-day party in Kansas City if any of you are you know going number one you should be there right now and if you are there right now you should get in line for Oklahoma City Joe's right now it's the best barbecue I've ever had it's in a gas station uh, right outside of Kansas City and to say that if you want any Oklahoma Joe's you need to basically be in line right now for that barbecue and maybe you get some Saturday or Sunday uh, you're going to want to go early the Rams the for, the 49ers, the Rams, the Broncos, the Browns, and the Dolphins, who had to forfeit a pick, are the five NFL teams without a first-round pick here as this draft begins. But things could change. Obviously, there could be trades. There's going to be a lot of movement. A fluid draft board is a draft board that draft geeks love. If you're a draft geek, you're going to have an awful lot of fun over the next three days. There's no doubt about that. Uh, 49ers, they've got three third-round choices, number 99, 101, 102. As things stand right now, no fourth-round picks. They have three fifth-round picks, a sixth-rounder, and four seventh-rounders. So a lot of of back-of-the-draft, mid-draft shopping for the 49ers. And when you look at what they've done fifth round and on, it's almost better than what they've done with with first-round picks. I mean, that's where you got your starting quarterback. That's where you got your starting tight end. That's where you got a lot of talent. So we'll see what the 49ers do in this draft. It should be some real fascinating stuff. That's what we got for you here on today's Damon Bruce Show. Podcasters, thank you so much for listening. Your listen-through rates are off the charts. Someone says, Damon, why don't you go longer? Well, when we turn what we do here into the podcast my listen through rate is borderline like 80 percent right now which is golden for podcasts out there so we need to put up some stats scoreboard baby we're doing it as it slowly slowly grows let me tell you where we are from a uh, subscriber standpoint here on youtube and never forget we're on twitch as well we're on twitch as well and we are less than 40 subscribers away 
from the 5,000 subscriber mark, considering today is show number, what are we talking like? Show number 19. Show number 19, we're nearly at 5,000 subscribers. We've been doing this for a month. It's been a tremendous first month. I would love to be over 5,000 by the time we get to tomorrow's show. If you haven't subscribed, please do. If you haven't hit that like button, what is wrong with you? Hit the like button. Go ahead and comment. It certainly helps the algorithm. For all of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I'll be back at 11 live on YouTube on Damon Bruce Plus. Friday morning, but right now it's officially time for me to get ready for Club Plus, which means I have to tell you that sports don't build character, they reveal it.